And we're back on the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast with Podcast Guy. Wow, thanks for having me, man. Be talking to some of the fans up in the, the Pacific Northwest. Your Demi got a death. Pretty good, darling. Pretty good. Yo! We're the Voros twins. They know we like PCO to the horror show. Freaking me out, man. <laughs> Freaking me out, yo! We are leaving the station! L Train, take us out! Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast, episode 181. Man, we're just moving along, and it is Christmas time. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas week to all of you. Thanks to all of you for tuning in each and every week and, uh, you know, making the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast what it is. uh, You know, a couple things real quick. Don't want to do a long opening because I got a really good podcast here uh, for you, an amazing one. <clears throat> First, uh, it's great to see the amazing Jim Valley back up, walking around. Uh, he shared some video on his social media, some pictures. Uh, he's back up. Uh, you know, he was he was he was back. He got kicked back down for a while. Now he's kicked out for a second time. And uh, dude, man. Uh, Keep doing what you do, Jim, and uh, good luck to you. And uh, hopefully sometime here in the near future, you'll be back on the air and uh, be entertaining uh, all of us with your uh, your wisdom, man. So uh, congratulations, kicking out a second time. And, uh, dude, the best to all you and your family here at Christmas time. And then also Merry Christmas to everyone that tunes into the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast every week. You support us. I appreciate it so much. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. You know, um, the numbers are looking really good. And uh, without your support, we wouldn't be here still um, after uh, almost four years now. And I appreciate it so, so much. And, uh, dude, so you know what? Like I said, I don't want to make a big deal out of the opening this week. Let's just get to the opening uh, for this week's podcast. And we get to talk to the one and only a third-generation wrestler, a grandson of Moondog Ed Moretti, the son of Buddy Wayne, the one and only uh, Nick Wayne. So thanks to Nick for uh, doing this show with me this week. I really enjoyed it. uh, And, uh, you know, I don't know if I've ever had uh, more fun, more, uh, man, I don't even know. I wasn't expecting this out of 15-year-old Nick. But he came on here. This this kid is uh he's ready for wrestling, but he's also ready for life, I think, or he's getting there. Uh he's ready for college and whatever he uh may need to be doing. Uh but anyway, man, uh we talk a lot of good stuff. Uh, you know, topics, pandemic, his dad, the Buddy Wayne Academy, being born into wrestling, Moondog and Moretti, his uh grandfather, five CC chun some without a cause matches cash rosas danica training and a lot more man so uh please check it out uh really a fun podcast uh anyway check us out and all our podcasts over at bigfootprowrestling.com most podcast platforms soundcloud on the uh, pwom network and uh follow me on twitter at bfpw podcast man and uh you know what i'm the l train and i'm leaving the station and merry christmas to each and every one of you
Oh, by gosh, by golly, it's time for mistletoe and holly. Tasty pheasants, Christmas presents, country. Hey, before we get to Nick, let me tell you about our sponsors this week, just like it is every and each week that we talk to you. Our good friends over at Nacho Mama's Seattle Food Truck, man. Let me tell you where my good friends, Chris and Sandra, are going to be this week. Wednesday, December 23rd, Black Raven Brewing in Redmond, 4 to 6.30 p.m. And then Saturday, Chuck's Hop Shop in Greenwood, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And that is the uh, 26th, the day after Christmas. And then Sunday, December the 27th, Ridgecrest Public House in Shoreline from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. And let me tell you about the specials. Jamaican... We Crazy Nachos, Cheddar Cheese Sauce, Jerk Pork, Honey, Rum, Aioli, Pickled Jalapenos, Jerk Seasoning, and the Pickled Red Onions. And then, you know, soup, black bean soup with uh, jerk pork. And then, oh man, that sweet tooth. Oh baby, let me tell you about it, the American Dream. We have to tell you about the sweet tooth of the week. This is Hazelicious Brownie, baby. Get funky like a monkey with it. Fudgy dog brownie chocolate with uh, candied hazelnuts. L Train, let me switch it back to you, brother. Oh, God, I can't even take it. Man, thanks, Dust. This is Nacho Mama's Food Truck. NachoMamaSeattle.com. At NachoMamasSCA on Twitter. At NachoMamasSeattle on Instagram and Facebook. Hashtag nachos and beer. Hey, yo, yo, this is the L Train. We're back for episode 181 here on the Bigfoot Pro Wrestling Podcast. And uh, today, man, I'm really happy to do this one. It's a third generation wrestler, the uh, son of Buddy Wayne, the grandson of Moondog Moretti. Man, the one and only Nick Wayne. Nick, how you doing today, man? I'm great, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. It's been a, been a good day. Watched some football this morning. Uh, Seahawks went over in that game, but just barely. They almost blew it in the fourth quarter. You know how they do, man. But, you know, it's been sitting around kind of having a little food and then, uh, just kind of, so I was lucky enough to uh, work this out with you. So, man, thank you so much. Well, what are you doing on this Sunday? What are you doing on your Sundays, man? Oh no, thank you for having me. Um, usually, I mean, during the pandemic, you can't really see people, you know, um, I'm just trying to keep myself, uh, safe, you know, distancing all stuff like that. But, um, uh, weekends, I, I try to hang out with some friends that I see on like a basis or uh, my girlfriend or training, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but um, just what's safest for us during these rough times, you know, right on, right on. Just, you know, lots of family and friends and it's almost, you know, Thanksgiving and Christmas, man. You, you ready for Christmas? You got that Christmas shopping done? You got your mom something real nice? Oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm always ready. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, is it big in your house? Does your mom go all out the tree and all that kind of stuff? All the traditions? Oh yeah, she she loves decorating. It's like one of her favorite parts of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you? Is it uh, you like doing that decoration? Smell the you know the baking goods in the house or however it might be. Oh yeah, Christmas has by far always been my favorite holiday since I was a little boy. <laughs> That's good. And you can get loaded up on all those goodies and the all that you know ham and turkey and all that good stuff. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? 
Oh yeah, it was great. I love. I also love Thanksgiving because it's just good way to eat a lot of food. You know, try. I need. I need to gain weight. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You gotta. You got to get ball. You're still young yet, yo. You're still working on that, man. You know. Make sure you stay. Okay. You can. Pl- you can still eat all that stuff, man, and not have too many problems. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unlike me, man. I try to eat like that now. It's. It, it doesn't. It doesn't work out well for me at 48 years old. But man, man. <laughs> yeah, young guy like yourself, you only eat the holidays. What is your mom really good cook? Uh, you know. Oh yeah. One of the best. (laughs) (laughs) See, you better say that. She's going to probably listen back to this, you know. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite thing that she makes, man, that uh, doesn't even have to be Thanksgiving or Christmas. What's, what's the thing that like, you can't wait till you get to that table every night. Oh, stuffing, stuffing and Turkey. Like the best combo. You get some gravy on there too. Oh, Oh, it's a game changer for me. Dude, (laughs) that's perfect. That's perfect. You got to have the gravy on there though. It can't just be some wheat gravy. It's got to be have a little substance to it in there, man. That's good stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> so man, you know, we were going to talk, you know, 2019 was pretty hot for you, you know, up and coming. It seems like you're in a lot of different places, you know, and then, oh, yeah. uh, you know, 2020 hit and kind of kicked us all in the face a little bit, man. Uh, you know, you said you've been staying safe and all that kind of stuff, but how, how different was it for you? A kid like yourself, you know, you're 15, you know, you got friends, you got places to go. You want to train, you want to keep doing shows, man. How tough was it for a, a young fellow that has all the energy like yourself? Ah uh, man, honestly, it was a big change in my life, to be honest. Like, um, school shut down. Um, there was no shows, no training. So it just felt like, I don't know, it just felt like you were in your own little bubble and, like, you couldn't talk or touch or do anything with other people, you know? And um, I've been in school my whole life. So uh, now transferring into, like, this online school, it's, like, a whole different thing. And um, I miss training and shows and just the wrestling more than anything, it kills me. Well, as far as school, man, you know, you're doing the online, you know, probably Zoom classes or whatever it might be for you guys. But, uh, you know, is that hard to stay on point, you know, and just keep, you know, your attention on it when you're sitting at home, you know, where there's so many distractions? Um, yes and no. Um, I, uh, it's always hard for me to wake up early in the morning because, you know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a growing teenager. I need my sleep. So when it gets interrupted, I'm not too, I'm not the happiest. <laughs> But, um, no, it's, it's pretty easy for me. I try to stay up on school on top of it most of the time. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm good with my time management when it comes to my education. So no, it hasn't really been too big of a problem for me. That's good. That's good, man. Hopefully you got some, uh, some good grades. Going. What, what do you like a sophomore? Sophomore in high school. Sophomore. Yeah. So I was guessing they're around the age. So, uh, man, you know, you know, wrestling, you got all the talent in the world and a lot of places to go, man. But as an old man telling a young guy make sure you get that education in there too man it'll take you a lot of places if anything happens to you along the way in that wrestling business oh yeah for sure for sure <laughs> i'm sure you'd get told by everyone by that but man man okay. uh you know as far as uh wrestling so you, you guys couldn't suddenly run the academy right like you kind of had to shut it down nah, for a while nah. i'm guessing how'd that all work i mean you know there's so many amazing talents that come there it must have been really hard to kind of shut that down and not see each other for a while yeah, very frustrating. It's all all my brothers and sisters in there, you know. It's like I see them on a weekly basis, and it's like they they eventually I look at them as a family. So um, it kind of feels like I'm being distanced away from my family, and it's I I hate it. It's like I miss everyone. Uh, I'm just hoping for all this to end soon, so I can get back in the <laughs> ring, training, performing for fans, you know, just to get back in the groove of it. Well, I know you can't get with training with everyone and stuff, but, uh, you know, is the ring at your house there? You can go out and jump around by yourself at least. 
Oh yeah, the ring is uh, it's right outside in a garage, and uh, I go out there uh, almost every day, uh, but mainly a couple times a week, and I just try to keep my cardio up, um, my footwork, just make sure everything stays crisp, so I just don't I don't lose anything when the time comes back, you know. Oh, exactly, because you're doing these things with five CC and whoever else you might be doing some stuff with. But but you know, again, is it kind of hard to get in there? You're by yourself, you know. I mean, it's a little cold or whatever. There's no one there maybe to help motivate you, or maybe you have a friend or two there, and you're all safe and social distancing. I know, I don't know, but um, I don't know. It seems like that'd be tough. But again, you're a young guy that's uh, been around this business your whole life. Maybe you're just completely self motivated. Oh yeah, I'm a very uh, self motivated person. I love to keep myself always motivated and on top. Um, I never, I have a never give up type of attitude. Um, <laughs> um, I told myself once this pandemic hit, I was like, I, there's no way I'm not gonna. I'm like, I'm gonna go months without wrestling and training. So I, I told myself, I was like, you're gonna go out there in the ring and you're gonna do this, this, and this. And I push myself to new limits almost every day, and um, just try to become a better me. You know. Dude, good for you, because I don't know if I could do that at your age, man. I wasn't, uh, maybe I didn't have the the people behind me, the support staff that, uh, you know, the, the family and friends that love you so much, you know, behind you there. But uh, I don't know if I could have done it. But, uh, you know, I hope you don't mind me asking this question. You ever out there by yourself and uh, can hear your dad kind of getting in your head a little bit? Uh, sometimes, yes. He's one of my biggest uh, motivations <laughs> that I use. There's uh, one, one part of the garage, there's like a, a picture of him up there that a fan made a couple years ago and i look up at it every now and then and i still look at the seat that he used to sit in during training and i just think of him telling me like come on keep pushing like don't give up it's uh one of my one of my biggest things that keeps me going and motivated you know hmm. and um <sighs> my bad uh, but no very very big motivator for me uh, I, I do a lot of my wrestling work for him to keep him proud and keep his last name going i mean how how when you started getting into actual wrestling and yourself, I don't know how young, I'll ask you that maybe a few minutes, but, uh, you know, was he hard on you at first? Was he easier on you? Cause he was his, you were his son or, you know, how, how did the relationship go when you guys were training together? Well, um, I started off pretty young. So, um, and, uh, we, we can jump. I'm going to incorporate your next question into Excellent. this, if that's okay. Thank you. Go ahead. Um, so ever since I was a little kid and, um, he was training people. He started training at um, running the Buddy Wayne Academy in 2006. So since I was one years old and I would go out there and I would watch the students train like every Wednesday, Thursday and Saturday. I would just watch them do what they do. And at first I wasn't really allowed in the ring. You know, it's not it's not what it seems. It's a very hard place to be in. So um, he just didn't want me getting hurt. But then once I started getting older, after practices, I would watch what they did. And I would go in there by myself. And I would try to do what they did. And um, kind of just reflect off of classes by myself after uh, practice. And then once I started becoming older, I started training seriously at nine years old. And um, I knew a lot then because I would always get in the ring, like I said, by myself. And go over things that I saw during class. and. Um, yeah, I've been training since I was nine. Um, he started pretty easy with me because, you know, I'm still a child. I was in like fourth grade. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Um, but once I started getting older, it started getting more intense, more um, serious, you know. But it, it's always been serious to me. But um, ever ever since I lost him, training has been very important to me because um, I know training was a very big part 
is a very big part of professional wrestling. And my dad was very big on that. So um, I like to keep the training going, do it for him, because I know that's what he wants. And he wants me to keep striving to get better and better. And that's what I love to do. So I'm going to keep doing that for however long I'm wrestling for. I'll never stop training. <laughs> You're the there's, man. Always, there's always room for improvement, you know. Yeah, that's that's great to hear, man. You're busting your ass, doing what you love, you know, your family tradition and uh, just getting it done right. I mean, you go out there and you do the, every Monday, you do the same thing every Monday and then you go out there on Wednesday or whatever days it might be. I don't know, but you have your routine. You just go in there and it's just what you do, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I, I either have a routine or I sometimes uh, mix it up a little bit if I'm feeling something else or I want to push myself to a harder place, then I'll I'll up it up a little bit. Now, are you, uh, how often you hit the weights, like you say, so 15, I don't know how hard you, you hit the weights at 15 years old. Are you trying to put on any bulk yet, or you just maybe kind of kind of put a little on as you get older? Or what, what's your plan on that a little bit? Because you did say earlier you need to gain some weight. Ooh, I'm, I'm so glad you asked this question. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've had like a dumbbell set ever since I was like 10 or 11 years old, and I used I did it like a couple times, and I never touched it. And then the pandemic happened. And I saw people started starting to slowly let themselves go as in body wise, you know, like no hate on anybody, but you know, all that quarantine starting to like, get to you, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so eventually I was like, let's, let's take this time to try to get bigger, get my body up. So I eventually created a workout, um, that I would do daily with my dumbbells, uh, to work all parts of my body, full body workout, um, arms, triceps, shoulders, legs, back, chest, everything. And I would do it on a daily basis. And then um, I started doing that in about June, June of this year. Um, and then early October, I think it was about October 4th, I got my first gym membership and I was in the gym every day <laughs> and um, just getting bigger and bigger. And then eventually this second lockdown happened and now there's no gym left. But um, ever since wrestling stopped in March, um, March of this year, I was 135 pounds, and now, as of right now, I'm 155 pounds, and I personally think I have gotten bigger. I'm still not very big because, you know, <laughs> I'm still a tall, skinny teenager, but I, I can, I definitely know I put on size, and I'm very proud of it. Well, you're probably going to fill out like your dad someday, man. That guy, he wasn't the tallest guy, but man, that was a thick man. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> my goal, is just keep getting bigger and bigger, and I started to get into the groove of it, you know, at the gym, and then. They just, everything got taken away. So now I'm mm, stuck here mm, mm. <laughs> just waiting for it to reopen so I can get back in the grind. Now, do you get any pro, you know, eating as much protein as you can? Do you do any shakes on top of it? Or are you just young enough? You're hammered down all the cheeseburgers you can handle. <laughs> no, no, no. I got to <laughs> I, <gotta, laughs> I drink protein shakes. I have a big um, bucket of whey protein powder. And um, I try to drink two shakes a day, whether it's um, in the morning after a workout or before bed. But it's usually always after a workout and um, before bed. But, yeah, definitely two. And um, I try to eat a good meal after I work out, like steak or chicken and rice, you know. But your mom's keeping carry on that diet, keeping all that meat and protein, all the healthy stuff for you around? Oh, yeah, for sure. For oh, sure, for man, sure. That's nice, nice. She's looking out for you, man, looking out for you. So, uh, you know, you talked about, you know, you started training uh, when you're nine, a little more seriously as you kind of started getting older there. But, uh do you think, you know, training with your dad, were you guys pretty, like, really close, like, because of that and outside of the ring and, you know, in the house and whatever else? Were you guys really close? Did that help your bond? 
Oh yeah, a whole lot. Um, Sorry, that was like a long-winded question. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. I was listening. <laughs> um, no, we had a very um, tight relationship in and out of wrestling. Um, I almost want to say it was two two separate types of relationships. It was like we had one where we loved each other with everything, and then we had another one like, hey, it's time to go, like it's time to work. And um, I don't think it affected my wrestling life, but um, I'm very glad we had the bond we did, and we were like very, like we've we were very tight together, and um, our bond was like no one else. <laughs> and uh, he would he was with me there with everything, with school, real life stuff, wrestling stuff. And I thank him all for it. Oh man. Did you ever get to go on any of those longer kind of make car drives, you know, up to Canada or any other places with them for the, for a wrestling show when you were younger? Oh yeah. My whole life. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. We would do drives to, uh, <coughs> Oregon, um, Canada. But once I started going with him is when it started to slow down a little bit. He would work for, uh, places in Canada and Oregon and I'd go there with him. That must have been a lot of fun, kind of hanging out, seeing what was going on backstage, you know, running around, yeah. like listening to stories. I mean, as far as the stories on those road trips, was it just you and your dad? Or did your mom come along? Or? Yeah, me, my mom, and my dad. Um, sometimes we bring a couple students with us to the mm -hmm. show if uh, we were all on the same show or if they just wanted to come to see what the show experience is like, you know, like just the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And on that car ride, was there a lot of, you know, he's dropping wisdom on you guys or your mom's like, you know enough of that stuff for now let's put some tunes on. <laughs> <laughs> no it was it was strictly wrestling um yeah very very strictly wrestling um yeah just dropping uh either advice just telling stories throughout his um throughout his career and what he's done and uh what he's most proud of and um if it was somebody that has never been to a show before that we would take um he would explain to them like what the atmosphere what it's like and he would just make sure everyone's in the right place, you know? Oh, that's great. That must have been such some fun, fun times. Do you have any other brothers or sisters? I do not, no. Okay, so you're 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 the one, the chosen one then. <laughs> yeah. <I'm the> only <laughs> <child>. <laughs> oh man. So uh, you know, as far as starting to train at um the age of nine, I know you said you'd go in there a little bit before and stuff, but uh, you know, you're nine years old. You're getting mm -hmm. in there with people that are probably at least 16 to 18 to 20 to 25, you know, that kind of range somewhere in there. How did this all go? How open were the other wrestlers to go? Why are we working with this nine-year-old? Or man, this is great, man. This guy's, you know, could teach us something. Um, I think they were pretty helpful to be honest, because, um, they would all work with me. Nobody was ever like, whatever pushed me away. Like, no, I'm not going to work with him. He's a child, but, um, they definitely would not go full full force on me you know because i was still just small and i was still learning still learning the ropes and stuff but no they helped me out through a lot um my first couple bumps um hitting the ropes you know just just learning the ring you know i was i'm very thankful for it to have uh people like that that just helped me out through those uh first couple of months and even years but no no one was ever distant towards me they all helped me out in some way or another and i'm very thankful for that oh, that's nice because you know because you hear people you know, getting stretched out or treated bad or, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it probably helped, you know, who the trainer had trainer was there, but you know, that that's nice that it kind of turned into that way for almost like, uh, you know, what we hear now from the Buddy Wayne Academy, you guys are such like a family up there. It seems like. Yeah. Very, very tight. All of us. And when, uh, you first started training at nine, uh, were any of the folks that we see now training at that point with you guys, you know, there, I mean, 
there's, you know, we, so many people there, Chun and Danica and Cash and any of these, you know, who was there when you were age nine? Do you remember? Nine. I remember a couple. <laughs> or, you know, nine, 10, 11, somewhere in there. It doesn't have to be. You know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, when I first started, I don't know for, I know for sure, um, Carl Randers hmm. and, uh, Big Jack. Nice. Those were for sure, for sure. Um, I'm pretty sure King Cash and Darby Allen were there too. <laughs> man. Some good names there, man. How how cool is it to see uh, Darby Allen over there on uh, AEW? Uh, and another guy I'll mention in a little bit here. How is it cool to see uh, Darby on AEW? Oh, dude, it's I'm so happy for him. Like he, <clears throat> I, I I'm glad to see him there because I talk to him every now and then, and he tells me how happy he is and in the uh, with the spot he's in. And um, I've been I've saw him since the first day he started here, and just growing into the person that he is today. It uh. It's really shocking to me, but I'm, I'm, he deserves it. He for sure deserves it. He worked his ass off. I've seen him go through thick and thin in professional wrestling and what he has today. It's all, it's all through hard work. He deserves every bit of it. Oh man. It's fantastic seeing him. And then, uh, this person's not a buddy Wayne Academy person, but she was a big time referee up here, started all up here in all the different places. Uh, but Aubrey Edwards seeing her on there and she's such, now she has her own podcast on there, man. That seeing her grows must be, uh, it's pretty awesome to see that. What are your thoughts? Oh yeah, she's Aubrey's always been dope to me. Um, ever since I met her, it was like we kind of clicked, and I was like, "Dang!" I was like, "This is kind of cool," you know. <laughs> but uh, no, she's always been very open to me. Um, I've gotten to she's refed um, many of my matches before, and it's always just great positive feedback. Always very supportive, um, and I'm also very uh, proud of what she's doing today. She deserves the spot she has. She was a very hardworking woman. You know, other people, I was talking to Matt Farmer and he said when she first started showing up to defy stuff, she'd sit there and have a notebook and she's taking notes and doing all this kind of stuff. So it's like, wow, you know, look at her, man. She worked her tail off and, uh, you know, oh, she's at the pinnacle seen, now doing good I've time. Seen many notebooks of hers. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she you'll, has a lot of notebooks for a lot of different things. So you'll confirm that she, uh, is very studious when she comes to work. Oh yeah. She always writes things down. <laughs> for uh, study reasons or uh, just matches that she's refed throughout her career, and I think that's I think that's awesome. Oh man! And then another guy we recently saw the last two weeks on Dark. Uh, I when I saw the news, what was it like the Sunday morning or something? Be the week before he was first on there, uh, Chun, yeah. you know, Cody, uh, AEW's on that tag match the first week, and then uh, last week took on uh, Ricky Starks. Um, man, how cool is that? Have you watched, I didn't get to watch last week yet. Have you watched the matches and, uh, how good is it seeing your old butt on there? Oh man, Cody <clears throat> Chun. <laughs> I was, uh, I got to ref Cody Chun's first match and, um, <laughs> me and him, um, ever since he started, like before he's ever had matches before he was classic Chun, me and him had a very tight relationship as well. Um, on a personal level and in the wrestling world and, um, He's another guy that I think he deserves the world. Like he has, he's always been a hard worker. He never slacked, always, always training, always working hard to get better and um, always wanted more room for improvement. But um, seeing him getting this opportunity, I think it's uh, probably at this point, the highlight of his career. And that makes me very happy. Um, I see all of his stuff from Defy and he's wrestling some of the biggest names in independent wrestling. And I think that's honestly a great opportunity for him. But seeing him on a big stage like AEW, that's like one of the biggest wrestling names today. I think that's just, <laughs> if I was him, I would be head over heels right now. Oh, I can't wait to see what's going <clears> to, 
come up for him if you know if he's gonna stay on there get a contract all that kind of stuff you know I, I just can't wait to see uh, what happens next for him uh, it's great you know when up here in the northwest and you know four or five years ago before defy and without a cause and you know three to one maybe it was just getting started or whatever but um you know wrestling was pretty bad around here for a while you know i mean you guys had your academy but you traveled down to oregon or you know up to mm-hmm. canada there wasn't a lot of you know great stuff around here you know because i grew up on don owens you know portland wrestling you know back in the day the 70s 80s 90s before the 70s even you know billy jack and rip oliver and it was really great until just about 92 93 and then it kind of seems like it fell off once that kind of went out but to see the last four or five years and then see what's happening for guys like chun and aubrey and the rest of them you know it's it's just amazing i mean even you you've you've got to think man things have grown so much here in the last so many years they really have yeah a lot of great opportunities to uh many great people um and there's a couple like there's a few or actually a lot of people that are also hardworking around here that I hope to see get very big opportunities sometime soon, or maybe when the, uh, the pandemic is over and we're back into a normal, normal lifestyle and normal groove. I hope some of my closest people and hard workers around here get very big opportunities soon. Oh, I hope so. We got so much wrestling talent up here in the Northwest. Now it's, it's freaking incredible. I can't even keep track of it all. My friend, it's, it's fun to watch going to the different shows as a, as a fan coming into and uh, seeing all this. It's, so much fun. Let me ask you about a couple of those people. We already talked about Chun a little bit, man. Uh, you know, how about uh, Danica Della Rouge? Danny. <laughs> she's another one that uh, I saw since day one. And she's another one that's a very, very hard worker. Um, she got a Ring of Honor match, I want to say, last year. Yeah, when they 20- came to Portland, right? Yeah, the Ring of Honor match. I thought that was really, really cool. Um, I've gotten to share the ring with her a couple times and each time it just gets better and better and more fun. And, uh, she's a great person to be around. She gives off a very good, uh, vibe and a very hardworking girl. One of the most hardy, hardworking women I know. And, uh, she's another one that I think just deserves the world. Oh man. I, I was lucky enough to talk to her on the podcast one time. Like I have a bunch of you buddy Wayne folks and local guys and gals, but, uh, she was so nice, so sweet, just down to earth to talk to, uh, enjoyed it, uh, very much, you know, and then, uh, you know, how about, uh, Roses? Guillermo. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I haven't seen Roses much, uh, nowadays. Well, I haven't really seen a lot of people nowadays, but, um, <laughs> I, I, I try to keep in contact with, um, a lot of people, but, um, oh, Guillermo, <laughs> uh, I see him do his stuff at, um, Defy and he gets opportunities every now and then to be in matches with, um, legends or up-and-comers in the uh independent scene or people on the higher level of the independent scene and um those are great opportunities for him to learn and i know he has a great time out there um (laughs) defy loves him um (laughs) i he's another guy i just i wish the absolute best for and um he deserves whatever comes onto his plate for sure (laughs) and another guy man i think you guys are pretty close uh the one king cash man i saw a match uh it was at Without a Cause. You guys Were you guys on opposite teams? It was a tag match. Chun and Roses might have been in it, too. Do you? Yeah, it was, uh, it was me and Cody Chun against Guillermo and uh, Cash. And Cash was getting ready to leave, I think, to Japan at the time, right? So you kind of was like a goodbye or something to him that night. And, man, I remember him kind of saying something to you, like, goodbye, keep everything going. He almost looked like he had a couple tears in his eyes, man, a little, 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 little moist in the eye. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 
for sure. Um, yeah, that was his uh, going away match before um, going to Japan to wrestle for zero uh, one for a couple of months. Um, that match was in February of two thousand and nineteen. Um, but no, Cassius had that. That's one of his uh, biggest highlights in his career is uh, getting to wrestle for zero one for a couple of months, and he's also had a uh, WWE tryout mm. about a year ago, I think. But another one of those hardest working people I know, and uh, I look up to him as a older brother. He looks at me as a little brother, and we're always there for each other, um, just doing what's best for each other, helping each other out in every way we can. And um, he, I know he has big things in store for the future, man. He's one of – he's something different, I tell you that. Oh, man. So, you know, I could go on all day and probably bring up those kind of names and stuff, but uh, what are one or two others that I haven't mentioned that have really been, like, good friends to you, mentors to you from uh, the Buddy Wayne Academy? From the Buddy Wayne Academy? All right. Um, I got a lot of friends in and out, different schools and different places, but uh, Buddy Wayne Academy strictly? Well, let me let me say, you can do that, or you can just give some of your your folks that have really helped you, you know, through all of it. You know, it could be Buddy Wayne or people you meet up at shows, you know, whoever. Go, I'll, I'll leave it open there for you. <laughs> all right I'll, I'll start with the the school um one of the people that i think i have one of the tightest or maybe the tightest relationship is with uh jordan oasis <laughs> me and him um we've clicked since uh before he came to the buddy wayne academy um because he originally started at lucha volcanica and um we would uh run into each other's at uh run into each other at shows in uh yakima like a couple years ago <clears throat> But me and him, we've always had a really tight relationship. Um, we would uh, always go to uh, shows together, road trips. Um, me and him, I'm we're like uh, we act <laughs> kind of the same. So we have a really tight relationship, and we click in another way. But um, me and him, we're like brothers, man. That he will always be my guy. I'll always have his back. <laughs> um, that, that's another dude. He's gotten to do some cool things um, last year and this year. He got to uh, debut in Seoul, Korea. Uh, for a promotion over there and um made his debut in vegas about a month or two ago for uh fsw and i, th I think that's really cool he deserves those uh opportunities and there's just more and more to come for him um big jack he's <laughs> been there forever um i've seen him since i was little kid and um oh man he's ah. Uh, He's like my big brother, man. Well, he we, seems like the big him. brother. He loves the hell out of you, but he'd come in and like sit on you for a while. Oh yeah, he would kill me. <laughs> 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 no, but um, me and him, our love for each other is just—it's something else. It's on another level. Uh, I've always had so much respect and love for him, and uh, he's always showed love for me too. And I wish nothing but the best for him. He's also gotten great opportunities to wrestle some of the best independent wrestlers in the world today, and. Um, I can't wait to see what's next in store for him. He's a, he's one of the hardest workers I know as well. Well, I see on his, you know, his Twitter and stuff, you know, he seems like he's working his ass off as much as he can with the pandemic. I think he'd be a little farther ahead of one for this pandemic, man. But yeah, I see great thing. He's so agile and he can move, you know, and he's, he's a big man, you know, and it's really great to see him. And uh, he's another great guy. I got to talk to a couple of times. Yeah. Great guy. He's, he's been working very hard in this pandemic. I've seen his uh, progression and weight loss and I am, beyond proud of him he that he uh he worked so hard for that i know and he looks great man he looks great um oh one of my closest um 
in real life friends, Jet Knight. Ah, he just Jet did some Knight. stuff the other day, didn't he? Yeah, for um, the Super <laughs> J Cup. That was awesome. Me and Jet, oh man. <laughs> it was his first day here training, and I remember watching him. And I remember what the first thing I saw of him is he did a leapfrog, and I saw how high he got, and I was like, that's somebody. I was like, that's going to be a guy. Yeah. And um, you, ever you, since then, seeing him from the first day up until now, he's just skyrocketed, man. But um, he's one of those guys that whenever I get into the ring with, in training or on shows, we would just be on another level, man, with the, the speed, the high pace. It was just very, very intense, too, as well. He was a great guy that I uh, connected with and clicked to in the wrestling world and in uh, personal life. When I see you guys, if you guys ever wrestle each other at WAC, I'm going to get a little nervous because of that ceiling. Because you guys are such high flyers, and that guy is going to make you want to even fly higher in your match, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. He he always be pushing me to new levels. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, the first yeah, I was surprised. First time I saw him at Without a Cause, man, I was, like, blown away. And I was thinking to myself, and I told him, I was like, you know, that guy, he's got something, you know. And not that anyone else doesn't, you know what I mean? But sometimes a guy shows up, and you're just like, man like he's not going to be here long mm -hmm. but no jet ah yeah I, th I think everywhere he debuts is always a mind-blowing experience for the fans <laughs> oh i think so he had a oh man what was the match at defy he had with i don't know it was douglas james or somebody i can't remember now but it was like almost stole the show almost stole the show at that defy oh yeah jet he's ah he deserves the world too <laughs> he's one of the hardest workers I know, and he's doing his thing over with um, the New Japan Training School. And um, like I said earlier, just got to make his uh, debut on the Super J Cup. And um, I hope he just goes uphill from there. Oh, man. I hope so, too. I'd love to be putting on my New Japan app, you know, their pay-per-views or whatever coming up. And you, you see him in there, you know, maybe against another guy named Clark Connors that came from over here, too, and stuff like that, man. There's so many people. Oh, yeah, I love Connor. Another one of those guys I look up to as my brother. Oh, man, another another great guy. Hey, I was going to, you know, I'm sure you can go on all with these names all day, but I was going to ask you, there was a guy that visited um, the Buddy Wayne Academy uh, not too long ago. Well, a little while long ago, but now, but uh, old school legend, you know, I used to watch him on Georgia Championship Wrestling in the old territories, man. Rip Rogers, did you did you get to meet that gentleman when he came to town? I did, I did. Um he came here, I think, on a Friday, and then Saturday morning, it went from morning, like, it went from when the sun came up till the sun went down. Um, we were training out there in the garage, and he was uh, running class, almost kind of a seminar. Um, but no, Rip, he's a great guy. He's uh, very straight up, <laughs> very, um, he'll, just, he'll be real with you whether you like it or not, but it's <laughs> it's the honest truth, so it's it's good, but you just got to take you got to take it. I like following him on uh, on Twitter. I know he ticks some people off by what he says sometimes, but I, I kind of like his old school mentality, you know, just because I'm from that era a little bit. But I I know how where he could get on people's nerves. But man, I, I enjoy the guy, and he's just a just a encyclopedia of like wrestling knowledge. I'm sure. Yeah, I I've I've always heard uh, my dad and him were very close, very very close. Like I would say best friends. Mm -hmm. And um, once my dad. Uh, passed away rip he was heartbroken absolutely heartbroken and um they used to talk on the phone almost every day with each other 
And sometimes in the car rides, I would hear him talk to Rip, and I I was always I was always wishing to meet him at some point. And uh, I'm glad I finally got to. And um, he's another guy that's very supportive of me, and uh, wishes nothing but the best for me. And he's there; he helps me out through my stuff. But um, yeah, I love Rip with all my heart. So does he kind of keep in touch, or do you know you can just reach out to him anytime you need? Oh yeah, I can reach out to him whenever. I know he'll he's a phone call away. He'll he'll be there for me whenever I need it. Ah, that's awesome, man. Friends of the family, staying friends of the family with generations going on, man. That's, that's uh, beautiful. But, uh, you know, there's another thing I learned uh, about you, uh, just doing the little bit of research I did on you. I didn't do a whole lot cause I know we could just talk about a lot of wrestling and stuff, you know, but, yep. uh, I didn't know who your grandpa was, man. I didn't know that your grandpa was Moondog Moretti, man. And I used to tune in, um, back in the day, the territory shows and I've saw him on TV quite a few times, man. And, uh, so when I saw that name, uh, on your Twitter, it was like, oh my God, really? Um, what are your memories of your, your grandfather? Oh, I remember. So I've, I remember seeing him a couple times when I was younger. And, um, I remember whenever I would see wrestling clips of him, it'd be very brutal. And like, um, most of them that I saw, at least he was like covered in blood and me as a little kid, I'd be scared. I was like, no, I don't want to look. I'm scared. <laughs> But, um, no, till, like, even till this day, we stay in contact, and uh, he's so supportive of me. He's another person I know is just a phone call away, and um, he, he helps me out in every way he can, um, just doing what's best for me, trying to give me the best advice, and um, I'm very thankful I have him in my life, and um, that I can continue on in his generation as a third, and... Um, He's another guy that I look up to and I hope that I make proud as of right now and future stuff. Oh man. Awesome. 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 But you know, I was going to talk, you know, we'll talk a lot about your family, you know, training, stuff like that. But, uh, man, you got some good stuff coming up. Uh, this five CC, yeah. you had uh, a match with, uh, with your good boy, Cody Chun, just about uh, a month ago or so, right? How was it uh, kind of getting back into this uh, wrestling, even though it was like a tape show that we, you know, they put on demand that we could all, us fans, you know, tune in and, and actually enjoy some wrestling, man. How fun was it recording this? Was it different doing a TV or, a, you know, a recording as opposed to a live show? Um, well, <laughs> there was no crowd, which I've never done before, <laughs> which was a little different. Um, but no, just, uh, oh, it was, I was so thankful that we had that, uh, recording, um, because just getting, getting to be able to see everybody and getting back in like the groove and that pre-match adrenaline. And it's just, it all came back at once. And it was just an amazing experience. I'm, I'm thankful till this day that it happened and the matches that I got to be a part of <laughs> and just getting to see some of my people, you know, my closest friends. And, uh, I was, I'm, yeah, I'm very, I'm very thankful that happened. Oh man, that must've been a lot of fun, but how, you know, you talked about without a crowd. Oh, there's another thing that's doing that right now without a crowd. Actually, they had a show tonight. I think I'll have to watch that later on Twitch, but, uh, man, uh, how hard is it to keep the adrenaline flowing and, uh, keep yourself on point when there's no, when there isn't a crowd there to keep, you know, cheering and yelling your name or booing you keeping that heart pumping, that adrenaline flowing. Is it, how different is it? Ooh, well, there's, there's sometimes in the ring when you're so focused on the match, you don't worry like what's around you or like, at least that's how it used to be for me. And then, um, then eventually I gained a bigger, um, 
fan base. And then the fans were just number one to me. I'll always engage with my fans. And, um, but without, without anyone like screaming my name or just anything cheering. And, uh, it was, it's a little different, but, uh, just knowing there's cameras on me and that, um, my fan base will be watching from home. Uh It kind of kept it going. It was a motivation kind of thing, but, um, no adrenaline. Once, once I stepped in the ring, I was like, oh, this, this adrenaline is going. (laughs) Well, that makes sense. Especially after you haven't done it for a while. And plus, like you said, that camera red lights on, right? It's filming you. So there's, you're still performing for an audience. So it's basically still there, even though you can't hear it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's game time though. Once, (laughs) once the cameras are on, that's, it's game time. So the, the last show. Uh, was Cornucopia 2, I believe, and uh, you took on the one and only Mr. Classic himself, right? Cody Chun? Yes, sir, I did. That uh, that aired on December 4th, I believe. Uh, you can go check it out on uh, 5ccwrestling.com. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I uh, shortly after that match, I got in the news that he was going to be on AEW Dark, and I was like, well, no way. <laughs> And, um, he did, he I did. never, a bro I didn't, never, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but a bro didn't give you a heads up, man. No. <laughs> See, that's professional. Very. Yeah. I, he's a, he likes to keep stuff very, um, low key <laughs> and to self. <laughs> anyway, sorry but, to interrupt uh, you. Go ahead. All good. All good. Uh, but once, once that came out, I was like, well, no way. I just wrestled this dude like a week or two ago. And now he's about to be on one of the biggest wrestling platforms. I thought that was, it was really big to me. And, um, me and Cody have never stepped in the ring one-on-one before um, as of uh, a show. And I was very uh, thankful that I got that opportunity because, like I said, me and Cody have always had a really tight relationship. And I was hoping to get a match with him once the pandemic was uh, um, done with, hopefully, like some place or another. I just wanted a piece of Cody Chung. And <laughs> now that I got it, I'm very thankful I got it. And I think it's one of the best matches I've had personally. So you're proud of the match. You're happy with that match. And – uh that you know that's great man i'm so proud of you thank you man yeah i was it was a lot of fun i'm glad i got the opportunity i did and did something happen in that match to get us to uh the two out of three falls with jordan oasis yes it did um i mean i don't know maybe we shouldn't get maybe you should kind of tell us kind of what happened but not really i don't know could be giving away spoilers here you know what they'll have to tune into this anyway to hear so go ahead and spoiler it Well, after after me and Cody's match, he came out and jumped me from behind. And um, I was about to let him just jump me and run away from it. Like, that's <laughs> that's not how I roll. Um, so I'm. it's going to be in a couple of days, actually. Three days from now, um, yep. December 23rd, uh, me versus Jordan Oasis in a two out of three falls. Um, views on, once again, 5ccwrestling.com. Yep. And... Um, I'd be more than happy if the fans listening to this would tune in and um it was it was brutal I will tell you that but um yeah I was not about to let him just hit and run like that I'm <laughs> that's not how I do it <laughs> So then it came out it's been announced a um two out of three falls match man first of all Nick have you ever been in a two out of three falls match yourself I have not no this is my uh first one I don't know if Jordan has either but, uh, how do you train for something like that, man? You got to watch some film man. you're going to have to go a little longer. You're going to have to have a little bit of cardio. I think, I don't know, man. Uh, what do you think? Um, I didn't really have specific training for that type of match, 
But um, <laughs> it's definitely something you have to balance out what you do and when, you know, because if you want to win, you got to get two falls. So I can't, I can't have everything in the first part and get a fall. And then when I want the next one, I have nothing left. <laughs> so you got to always keep something like behind you ready to uh, pull out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Gotcha, man. So, you know, um, I'm going to jump back just a little bit. You know, you grew up, jumped into a wrestling family, you know, when you're young, did you enjoy kind of like sitting around the TV, watching the different wrestling matches, you know, the, the, you know, the old NWA or, or not, not in your age, but you know, WWE and stuff back in the day. I did. Yeah. I, um, I enjoyed WWE. I would watch it most of the time. I was a very big fan as a little kid. And my dad was a very big fan of Lucha Libre, um, AAA, CMLL, just the Mexican wrestling style. So when he would watch that and it'd come up on the TV, I was mind blown because as a kid, I didn't see much of that. And just seeing like that high flying, just fast paced, go, go, go type of stuff. I knew that's what I wanted to do. I was like, I feel like I could fit in there. <laughs> and um, now here I am today. Um, I work with uh, Lucha Libre Volcanica which is a Mexican wrestling um, promotion that runs in Seattle. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got that because I wanted to learn more of the Lucha Libre myself because I'm already a uh, high flyer and fast paced, but I wanted to learn the actual Lucha Libre style. And I'm very uh, thankful I got to learn that. Oh man, that's gotta be great. You know, because I'm sure you can't learn everything at every single, you know, buddy Wayne can't teach, you know, every single type of, wrestling that there's out there so going over there and doing the uh you know the lucha training that must be a uh, really cool what's the biggest difference between just training at buddy wayne and doing this lucha stuff i mean how hard you how do you train to fly out of the ring and land on you know the ground who well to be honest with me there is no uh there was no training for how i'm gonna land <laughs> doing uh, flying to the outside it was kind of just i mean they're gonna land on my feet or i'm gonna eat it <laughs> So, um, I don't know. It's, it's always cool. Just, um, that adrenaline going when you're high up in the air and just flying and it, it feels like nothing can touch you. Uh, that very first time though, are you scared to death to even go do it? All right. You start running. Oh no, no, no. I'm not ready yet. Hold on. Back up. You go running, you know, and then how do you finally get that confidence to just do it that first time to go leaping out of there? Like you guys do. Well, honestly, when when it's showtime, there's no backing down. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's just um, you just you just got to go for it. Um, there's a couple things that I have done, actually, a lot of things I've done to the outside that I've never practiced before, and I'm kind of I had a feeling I could do it, so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try this. And then once it's showtime, you got everyone watching, you got everyone clapping, you know, you're like you're ready to go. It's it's showtime. It's like we're just gonna huck it. We're gonna go for it. Nice, 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 dude. What's the funnest part for you? about being a professional wrestler oh man i can go on forever about this <laughs> um the funnest part car rides is definitely one of them but i don't i wouldn't say it's at the top i'd say um okay here we go one of my personal favorites so at the buddy wayne academy we would have practices on saturday morning and there would the Lucha Libre shows, Lucha Libre Volcanica would run shows once a month and they would always um, fall on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. So my favorite days is waking up, um, training with my brothers and my sisters and 
you know, just just typical training class. And then after we would uh, all go get food together, head up to Seattle, and then we would perform for Lucha Libre Vol uh, Volcanica fans. So it was like from the morning I woke up to when I went to sleep, it was just strictly wrestling. And uh, the Volcanica crowd is, it's something different. And um, they're always just looking for high impact, high flying, high paced. Um, it, it was, that's just one of my favorite things that I used to always do is just wake up, train, <laughs> eat your protein and eat and then go perform. It was, that's probably my favorite. Yeah, you got to do what you love, be with the people you most love and, you know, do that thing, man. But, um, you know, you talked about being at Lucha. Did you ever, uh, have you always been yourself there or did you ever wear a mask? No, I was always myself. Oh, okay. Have you ever wrestled in a mask? Have I ever? Yeah. No, I've not. I've always uh, <laughs> wanted to show just Nick Wayne and just make that bigger and better if I can. And, um, and like, as I go. But uh, no, I've never wanted to hide my identity at all. Oh, okay. I was just checking, man. Just because you, oh, you said you talked about Lucha and stuff like that. I know if you ever like, tried it because I remember talking to, you know, Sonico and Avi and Avispa and all them talking about their masks. And Sonico tell me a story about how they're all funky inside and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, but with uh, with Luchadors, it's a, it's different. It's like, uh, it's a tradition thing to them. Right. It's, it's very... Uh, very serious it's a part of their culture so i respect that to the fullest the first um independent show i ever went to was lucha libre volcanica down in south park um when they set the ring up outside there's a little park out there and uh really enjoyed it i remember seeing i think sonico and ave and avispa there avispa the first time there and uh, man i just really enjoyed the show because the crowd was so much fun there was kids there was you know people older than me at the time you know and it was really enjoyable yeah, I've gotten to do some of those uh, park shows in the summer of 2019. Um, 2019 was a very big year for me, and um, <laughs> especially around the summertime, I was wrestling every weekend. Um, and um, um, a good amount of those were a Lucha Libre Volcanica show, whether it was at their home base at Evolve Fitness or if it was at a park show like you just mentioned. And uh, I've gotten to do some of those park shows, and... Um, they're honest. They're pretty cool. It's a different, uh, it's a different environment and different kind of people, but Seattle is always crazy. It's like, they always got upbeat people that'll keep you going. Oh yeah. But Volcanica, they've always had a great fan base and no matter where we went, I was always, I was always happy. Like oh. one time we did, a, we wrestled at a college for college students. Uh, I can't remember where it was at, but it was somewhere in Seattle. And, um, I think that was my first time traveling out of Evolve Fitness for Lucha Libre Volcanica. And um, it's just like, you know, kids from like 18 to like 20 something. So it's like they have a lot of energy, like they're ready to go and they're just screaming. And it was a different kind of energy. That was a really cool experience. Oh, man. Uh, I've been to the Evolve Fitness for a couple of those uh, Lucha shows in there too, man. It was really fun because, you know, the again there's some kids in there and there's a pretty good sized crowd for those Lucha shows in there, man. It's, uh, people are cheering, you know, and. You really could only like what do the high spots out of that one side pretty much, you know, into the front area there. And it was just really a lot of fun, great atmosphere for, uh, for wrestling. And, uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I wish I could have went to more of them. Yeah. Their volcanic guy at Evolve Fitness was definitely, uh, one of my favorite fan bases. Um, because they, uh, it was either, there was two types of people that would come to Volcanica shows. It was either, um, people that, knew and loved Lucha Libre and would come to see Lucha high-flying action, 
or people that would come to hang out and have a good time on a Saturday night. Mm -hmm. So, and it's cool sometimes wrestling in front of non-wrestling fans because to them, everything is cool. So they're, they're cheering and they're screaming for anything they see. So at Volcanica, it was like, you could do the smallest thing and everyone would be screaming. So with my type of style, when you do something that's crazy, they're mind blown. And their reaction was something, something else. Oh, like I would tell you, man, like there would be some stuff I would do. They get so loud to the point my ears would start buzzing. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about because I've been in there for that, man. It, it gets, it gets insane. People want to just see that. Cause you know, it, when you watch wrestling at home, right, it's, it's great. It's amazing. We all love it. That's how we, well, I don't know about you. You probably saw it live the first time I don't, instead of TV, but you know, the rest of us, you know, watching it on TV the first time you're like, this is great. And then you go to a, a wrestling match, you know, maybe yeah. an independent wrestling match where, you know, there's only a couple hundred, maybe 50 people in there. You don't know. And you guys like yourself, you know, are flying out of there and it's like nothing you've ever seen. It's the cheers make your goosebumps, you know, and your hair stand up and all that kind of stuff, man. So uh, it's an amazing thing um, for a fan to come and see you guys do that. It, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. The uh, the live experience is definitely uh it's it's great like at home through a television screen or a phone screen, but in person it's a whole nother kind of experience and um it's ah I can't even explain, man. But uh <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, man, and I'm I'm sure it's almost um the whole other level for you, because you get to get in there and be the person that's getting all those cheers, the chance, maybe even a boo, I don't know. People seem to like you, but I haven't been on all your shows, man. Uh, how does it feel to get in that ring and have those oh, people man. just cheering your ass, you know, and you're doing your thing and you got to keep on point, but you want to like acknowledge that they're there, you know, how does it work for you, man? Oh man. Well, um, so my career, um, if you don't mind me putting this part in here as well, um, when I first started, I had my professional wrestling debut on a show when I was 12 years old. And then from 12 until February of 2019, I would wrestle probably once or twice a year, to be honest. And then ever since I had my Without a Cause debut in February of 2019, I have just gone uphill from there. And um, the fan base, um, for me, when you're standing there at the curtain, your music's playing, like you start to get a little like you got the most butterflies and you got the like your adrenaline's building up but then once you walk through the curtain and you have everyone cheering you on it's just it's another type of love like it hits you like nothing else <laughs> and you get to go around slap some hands and then the bell rings and you got everyone cheering for you it's just ah uh, it's another kind of experience that i i love to the fullest and it'll never get old to me ever and it's got to be great, like maybe at the intermission or after the show, someone comes up to you and said, man, that was the greatest shit I ever seen. Excuse my language, but um, the greatest stuff oh, I've ever kidding. seen. You know, that's got to be just a great feeling for you. Hey, you got any shirts for sale? You got any stickers for sale, man? I can't wait to see you again. How does that make you feel? And is it hard to keep your head in there, in the game, you know? You're a young guy. It's got to be, it's hard for 20-some-year-olds to keep their head in the game, right? It's, but, uh, I really, I really like that aspect as well, like the uh, the intermission or the after after show. Usually, if I'm before intermission, I will go out there and sell stuff and talk to people during intermission. But if I'm after intermission, I go out there after the show when people are leaving and um, getting to talk to the fans one on one and hearing their um, personal thoughts on me. It's like I had never, I had no clue. Like that's what they thought of me. And then them 
telling me all these positive things that they love and saw about me that is big to them, it, it just keeps me going, man. And uh, the first time I ever got merch, they were just eight by tens of me at a, <laughs> and I sold them for the first time at a without a cause show. And I remember just lines of people were coming to me and it was the greatest feeling. Like, really? Like all these people are here to buy merchandise of me. It was just, it's a great experience. <laughs> and, uh, who's in your ear, man, telling you to keep on point, you know, don't get a big head, you know, keep on your game, keep your training, keep, you know, your school going, uh, you know, I'm sure your mom, is there other family members, other wrestlers telling you to get on it, stay on it, keep in your head, keep your head in, I said, Jay? Um, all of us, we all help each other and motivate each other in some way or another, always telling us like, you know, don't give up, keep trying, no matter how hard it gets, just keep nice. going. Um, I have a lot of family, very supportive of me too, but, um, me personally, I know like, this is what I want to do. Like there's nothing else I want to do in the world besides professional wrestling. So, um, it's, I've, I've always, like, I'm very dedicated, so I will always keep my head in the game. Like I have had very hard and stressful times in the business and I know it's just going to get worse from here, <laughs> but I'm, I will never give up. Like I said earlier, I have a never give up type of attitude. And, um, yeah, I'm not the type to just throw away all that hard work for nothing all because I didn't what, like get my way or something right. or something is becoming difficult. It's like, I will always keep pushing until I get that. Mm, man. And then I'm going to ask you about a great tag team. I've seen that without a cause yourself and the one and only Jaden, man. Uh, you guys are such a fabulous tag team, high flying, lots of energy, man. Uh, how did you guys get this thing going? And is there plans to keep it going? Um, so me, I met, um, Jaden when I made my, um, referee debut when I was nine years old. <laughs> you were reffing a match <laughs> at nine. Yeah. Um, I met him in uh, Portland, Oregon and I would run across him every now and then. And we just say hi, like we weren't really that close. And then, um, I got told, I was like, yo, they're like in August of 2019, you and Kane, we're going to team you guys up. We're going to call you young muscle and we're going to put you guys against the strays. And I was like, Jaden, I was like, I've, I wasn't very, like, I didn't know much of him. I was like, I've seen him every now and then, but I, I didn't really know much about him. And then once you started to get things going, I was like, you know, this guy, he kind of does the same shit I do and just like keeps going and high paced, high flying. I was like, you know, this is going to be a great tag team. And then ever since we had that match with the strays, that was our first tag match together. I was like, this is going to be a tag team like no one else. And then we started competing against other teams in the Pacific Northwest, like um, the Voros Twins and Four Minutes of Heat. And um, just some like just fun matches. You know, I'm, I'm thankful till this day that I could have him as my partner. And um, me and him are very similar in uh, wrestling styles. And, um, it's, it's very fun to me and I hope it keeps going to be honest. I'm glad we're in that tag team stable together. I'd like to <clears throat> see some more of that without a cause. I'd also see you like to get out on some singles too, but don't get me wrong, you know, but, uh, that tag team, you guys were really great. A lot of good teamwork, uh, high flying, made it exciting. Like you said, great matches with four minutes of heat. That one with the strays was off the hook. So, uh, you should be, uh, very proud of what you're doing in that tag team, my friend. I am. I'm very thankful for uh, getting, giving that, or uh, receiving my body, um, that opportunity. Oh, man. You know, I think the first time I remember seeing you on uh, any social media before I kind of saw you wrestling at the shows and stuff, you know, 
there was this video, and I don't know if King Cash shared it one time. You were like a young dude, like, and it was on Twitter, and you were like doing all the stuff, the head scissors, and all this kind of stuff. Do you remember this video that I'm talking about, or am I just being too vague? There, there's a lot of videos of those. <laughs> like this was years ago. Like I don't know if it was. I almost want to think it was in another country or something, but I don't remember. It might have been Big Jack. Maybe, but there's a. I've always been doing like flying stuff since I was a little kid, and um, oh, and um, <laughs> my bad. No, it's all good. No, I just remember someone's like, man, this is Nick Wayne. He's like, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old, and like you're doing stuff that like I have never seen wrestlers do sometimes up to that point, and you're doing it at whatever age you were, man. It was amazing. Yeah, uh, very, very in- innovative um, stuff since I was a little kid. I've like ever since then. And I started doing head scissors and neckties, Herkinranas, arm drags. It's like, you know, I was like, I think I could get good at this, you know. And then uh, throughout training and just getting bigger, feeling my body out, I was like, you know, I'm. this is it for me. Like, I'm set on this style of wrestling. So what's your, uh, your, you know, your ultimate goal in wrestling? Just get as far as you can, you know, WWE, that's what you want to do? Or, you know, just do as much as you can? So I have uh, two separate goals. I have like a main professional wrestling goal and I have an independent wrestling goal. If you don't mind me sharing both. Nope. Go ahead. So I'll start with the independent wrestling goal. Um, once I started uh, watching more videos and tapes of people, I uh, at one point I came across Will Ospreay. And um, ever since I found him, I've been hooked on him. And till this day, I'm still up on his stuff. And... Um, He's been a very big part of my career, to be honest. I've never met him personally, but just seeing his work, it was like, I want to be like him. So my independent wrestling goal is to be able to step in the ring one-on-one with Will Ospreay. Nice. And um, no matter where it is, I just love the opportunity to get to do it. That'd be my main goal. And then my top goal is uh, WWE. I've been watching it since I was a little kid. Um, And you don't get better than WWE, so why not shoot for the best? Not at all, man. It is the, 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 the cream of the crop. It's the, it's the top, you know, and the, that's awesome, man. I, I, I love your goals, man. I, I love what you do. You're, you're a hardworking young man. Just based on talking to you right here, I can tell you're years ahead of your own age. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm so happy to know a guy like you and see you work so hard for what you do, man. Cause I couldn't imagine being what you are at your age when I was your age, man. So, uh, good on you. It's so great. You've had so many good people in your life. You know, all the people you've, you know, been in the Academy with and, and your dad and your grandpa and all these people that, you know, show you, you know, the right thing to do, man. It's, it, it's amazing. And, and, um, so I'm happy for you, man. I, I don't know. I'm rambling on here, but, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm very impressed. Thank you, man. It, it's words like that from people like you that, uh, motivate me as well and keep me going. It's, uh, Knowing people are proud of me and watching my work and watching me grow as a human and a professional wrestler, it's it's very uh, very big motivator and booster for me. Um, I appreciate those words coming from you. It means a lot to me, seriously. Oh, you're welcome, man. You're welcome. You work hard for uh, for me and uh, the rest of the people that come to pay our money to come see like you do and Chun and the rest of you do your thing, man. And so it's it's enjoyable and it's an enjoyable thing seeing all of you guys grow. I, I, you know, 
I'm old enough to be all of your dad. I'm old enough to be your grandpa almost. But, you know, seeing you guys grow and do your thing, it's really a lot of fun, man. But uh, another question, man, uh, how is the family, like your immediate family, your mom and everyone else, man? What, what do they think of your thing, man? Are they very supportive of it? Well, my mom, ever since I started, has always been my number one supporter. <laughs> um, no matter what. However she can help me, she will do it, whether it's pitching money for new gear or get me to train or get me to another state or another country or feed me this or get me this gym membership. Um, very thankful for that. Head over heels, to be honest. And um, I couldn't do it without her. <laughs> and um, other family, like I said, I have um, Moondog always there um, in my ear telling me what so, to do, keeping me going. So grandpa's and, still uh, around? Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. I didn't even know that, dude. I didn't even think that, but that must be awesome. Man. The old guy could call you up, get on you a little bit. Yeah. Always trying to help me out and give me the best advice. Have you shown him your matches? I think he has seen a couple. He's not very big on uh, technology. And gotcha. Stuff. <laughs> is he but, around? Uh, whenever is whenever he we the... see each other, I try to pull up a couple of them. Where, where's he at right now? Is he in the state or is he up somewhere else or? Uh, he's living in California right now. California. Okay. Probably not easy to see him in this last year, but that's cool. But yeah, man, you got to send him those matches, get him a, uh, IWTV membership just for himself and go set it up for him. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, you know, we've been talking about an hour. I just got a question or two here more, man. Uh, do you have a great story that you'd like to tell about your dad? You know, something that just makes you laugh, something that makes your heart warm, anything like that, that you can just remember off the top of your head. I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot. Oh, specifically, uh, you know, um, his name's Pac. Now, you know, uh, Neville, Adrian Neville. Yes, sir. Yeah. So when Adrian Neville first made his, um, debut on WWE, he would do these, uh, in Lucha Libre, they're called resortes, but they're like kickups off your head. You see a lot of luchadors do them. It's like a handspring off your head kind of thing. Okay. And um, I first learned um, a kip up. You know a kip up, right? I'm not sure. Uh, from, like you're laying on your back, you pop up, you land on your feet. Yes, sir. Yeah. So when I first learned that, he was mind blown. He was like, "No way!" He was like, "You really just did that?" And then I was like, "You know, I'm gonna try to do what Neville does." And then I did like the two handsprings and he was like, no way. <laughs> but just being able to do things that uh, like athleticism wise that he didn't know I could do. And that blew his mind. And he was beyond proud of me for it. And um, he, towards the end, he started showing me more Lucha Libre. He was like, I see the stuff you do. He was like, this is what you're going to do. He was like, I'm, I think you would fit perfect in here. So him, uh, me doing high flying aspects and stuff, he thought it was really cool. And um I'm I'm glad because um, some older people nowadays um, have their opinions on nowadays wrestling, and um, I'm just glad because I'm a part of nowadays wrestling, and I'm glad he was supportive of me throughout oh. um, nowadays type of professional wrestling in the state it's in and uh, the type of stuff people do nowadays. I think you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about, man. I'm a guy to each their own in wrestling. If I don't like it, someone else does. Someone might not like the stuff I like, and that's okay too. Professional wrestling, there's so many different kinds of it, but it's for all of us that love wrestling, man. But anyway, thank you for sharing that story. It's beautiful. So anyway, man, we were talking about your year 2019 before this dang pandemic hit, man. It, 
you know, uh, do you want to reflect on that year, man? You had a lot of great matches that year, a lot of good stuff for you that year. Yeah, um, I would love to actually. So, um, the first month of 2019 was uh, very quiet for me, and then um, 20 or uh, my fat. Um, dang it, can I can I restart real quick? <laughs> yep, yep. You want me to redo my thing? Yeah, uh, oh. or if you can edit it because i mix my bad and my fault together <laughs> yeah yeah don't even worry about that man hey man uh you know we were talking earlier about 2019 how great a year that was for you man you want to kind of reflect and let us know what happened for you that year i would love to yeah um so the first month of 2019 was uh pretty quiet for me nothing much just um training the usual and then um february of 2019 is kind of where my career started to take off um i got to make my um, debut for Without a Cause on uh, Febu February 24th of uh, 2019 is when I started to do uh, Without a Cause. And um, I, I originally went to the first Without a Cause show, and I got to talk to um, Max Zaleski, the owner of Without a Cause. And um, Oh, man, I hate that guy. No, I'm just kidding. I love him. He's a good <laughs> friend. Good friend. Sorry, man. Go ahead. You're good. I love him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, me and him got into uh, contact pretty quickly, and then um, shortly after Without a Cause, um, February 27th, I got to make my Lucha Volcanica debut, and um, I started doing all their shows um, starting then, and I got to join that uh, Lucha family, which uh, was pretty awesome for me. And then um, it was kind of back and forth from Volcanica and Whack, and then um, August 17th, a, a new promotion came in um, to Bellingham called 5CC, and... Um, it was a five-sided ring, so I didn't really know what to expect. <laughs> but um, once once I was there, I kind of started to uh, get the groove of it, you know. And uh, the five CC environment and the crowd, it was it was crazy. I I love them so much. So uh, then that came along, and uh, it was those three rotations. And then I got um, hit up to do a show for DOA. Um, I believe on uh, October seventh was the date of the show. I got to wrestle Jet Knight. Um, so then, uh, after that, it was mainly just those four shows and, uh, that kept me busy. Um, I eventually got to the point where I was wrestling every weekend, every, uh, yeah, every weekend for a different promotion, um, along those four names I just listed. And, uh, I'm very thankful I got those opportunities and, um, 2019 was a very big year for me and I appreciate all of them to the fullest. Oh man. And, uh, you had stuff, uh, in some early 2020, but then of course, you know, we hit that pandemic, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, man, and just kind of shut everything down, man. So, man, you had a great year in 2019, man. Uh, what are your feelings, how that ended? And, you know, uh, without the pandemic in 2020, where do you think you would, uh, be going right now? Do you think you'd have been wrestling every weekend? Um, I, I think I honestly, yeah, I think my, uh, my momentum would have kept going and, um, I would have kept wrestling every weekend and uh, hopefully out of state, maybe in like California or something, maybe Las Vegas. Um, that was probably going to be my goal. And um, yeah, just popped out of nowhere. COVID-19 shut everything down a couple months into uh, 2020 and everything just stopped from there. Just took a pause. But I, uh, I'm telling myself once, once things get back to uh, normal, I'm going to keep that momentum going for sure. 
Oh, man, I bet you're making all those uh, promotions happy, you know, DOA, 5CC, without a cause, man. Uh, you know, who knows what we're going to see you next, man. But uh, anyway, Nick, we better break it off here, man. Uh, dude, if we want to find you on social media, my friend, how do we do that, Nick? All right, uh, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter under uh, Nick Wayne 21 I'm very, oh, I'm not very, I post every now and then, but I'm always on there very active so um if a fan would have something to ask me or like to buy a piece of merchandise i'd be more than happy to <laughs> and um yeah you can find me on the, those two platforms very big on wrestling on both of those is that the best way to get you for a booking when bookings are really gonna kick off again hopefully here in the new year's you do have those social media or is it an email or um booking wise you can either um message me on a uh, social media platform or you can um personally email me my email is nickwayne1967 at gmail.com. I'm open for any bookings now or later in the future. I'd be more than happy to accept any. And my friend, do you have any merchandise for the folks to grab a hold of? I um I recently got new 8x10s and um, these little postcards with my move set on the back of them, kind of like an arsenal type of thing. It was pretty cool. And um, I have pins as well, and I'm in pins. the process of working on T-shirts. There we go, man. And if they want to get a hold of those, are they going to drop anywhere? Or do we need to just uh, get a hold of you, DM you, or something like that? Uh, they can get a hold of me and DM me as well. And I just thought of this off the top of my head. If you go to Jaden's Pro Wrestling Tees account, there's a Young Muscle T-shirt that you can purchase on there too. There we go. There we go. Good job, my man. And uh, before I let you go, I ask all my uh, guests, do you got any final thoughts you want people to hear before we go today? I'll uh, I'll give a piece of advice. There we go. No matter how hard, like, uh, stuff gets, you know, because there, there's always challenges in life. There's always going to be little bumps. But um, if you're dedicated to something and you want to do it and you get, it like, a little bump that happens, don't let that take advantage of you, you know, because it's going to come and it's going to go. It's, it's just a part of life. It was like if you're dedicated to something and you have a certain goal and something gets in the way of it, do whatever you have to do until you get to your goal. And then once you get there, don't stop there. Just keep going uphill. Just do what you have to do until you eventually achieve your goals and beyond that. Just whatever you're dedicated to do, just go head first and just go for it. You'll never know unless you don't try. And if you're feeling successful, you feel like you're doing the right thing, don't stop. It's, I'm telling you, no matter how many people are doubting you or telling you not to do it and hating on you, don't listen to them. Honestly, me, I get hated on by my uh, kids my age at school almost every day. And I use their hate as a motivator to keep going because I'm in my head. I'm like, these kids are making fun of me now. But in a couple of years, they'll see me on television mm -hmm. and they'll be cheering for me. It's a great motivator. But just never give up. Always keep your, keep going. Keep your head up. Nick, I'm telling you, as a 48-year-old man, I'm motivated by you, by the things you do, by the things you say. And, uh, man... Keep up the good work. Make us all proud. Do your thing. Most importantly, make yourself and your family proud. And, uh, dude, thanks so much for coming on here, man. I had a really great time talking to you. It almost like it went an hour went by and uh, eight minutes apparently is what my recorder says here. And it was like you know we knew each other the whole time. Yeah, man. It was. I'm very thankful you let me do this. This is my first podcast, and uh, <laughs> anytime you would like to do it, I'd be more than happy to do another one. But um, thank you for having me, and thank you to everyone listening.
this episode recorded at the Bigfoot headquarters. This has been a Swagamore production. Production. <laughs>